all right, so you've done a preview of each NRL team. Now you're going to do a whole NRL 2024 season preview. What are you going to start with? Is this a ladder? You're yeah, going to give us one through 17. I'm going to give you a ladder. Okay. Which is a little bit difficult, but... I'll this... bring this audio back up <laughs> in, uh, in September. Uh, should I start top, bottom, bottom, top? Start at the top, I reckon. Start at the top. Start so, one down to 17. So my top eight, um, Penrith. In order? In order. Okay. Penrith, Roosters, Broncos, Manly, South Sydney, Melbourne, Newcastle, and the Sharks. Okay. Then outside the top eight. The Warriors, Cowboys... Eels, Dolphins, and I, I find those ones really hard. Uh, I think they're probably um, sides that, that can make the top eight. Between, you know, that, that six and 12th, I think there's a, a cluster. And these are the sides I, I don't give any chance of, or I give minimal chance of making the eight. Canberra, Bulldogs, Gold Coast, Dragons, and Tigers. Okay. So who's in and out from last year's final series? So uh, I've got the Warriors out. Yep. Which is tough. Which yeah. is a hard. We, it's we, going to be a hard year to back up for the Warriors because they all played out of their skin last year. This is going to be the first test, I think. Well, not the first test, but um, the coach know, is going to be yeah. really put under the pump this year. I've got South Sydney in, so only one change. Yeah. Um, and I no find Cowboys. I just think Cowboys squad is so strong. I had the Cowboys. So the one that I struggled. I, I really didn't. The Sharks was the one that I, I really struggled putting my eight. And yeah. I had him in, had the Cowboy, and then I flipped him, and then I flipped him again. And it was just one of those ones where, you know, it was a real 50-50 coin toss for mine. Uh, the Knights, you know, there are obviously some questions there. If Kalen Ponga can maintain or get close to that level again, if he does, yeah. well, they'll be in the top eight. If he doesn't, then, you know, that, they'll fall out of, out of that eight. So I, I think the Cowboys will be the improvers. I think the Dolphins will improve. And then you've got Parramatta as well. We've got a lot of X factors. As we see the great Brenton Reid walk through shirtless. See you, Reedy. Looking jacked. He's been on the weights. <laughs> uh, all right, who are your grand finalists then for 2024? I'm going to have the Roosters v Penrith. Boring. Boring. Yeah. But what are you thinking? You, you, I'm thinking Roosters-Broncos. Roosters-Broncos? Yeah, yeah I, I, think, um, I think the Broncos are the team to beat. Just because Penrith have lost a few, um, have lost a few players again, the Broncos pretty much. They've I mean, Ka- Capewell, Flegler, and Farnworth. True, true. But I just think that most of their squad has got upside. Maybe they do. They definitely do. Penrith have, have no doubt, you know, played to their potential the last three years. Yeah, and um, had a good run with injuries, Penrith. Yeah, um, I think the Roosters. That I do this every year. Last year I tipped the Roosters to win the comp, uh, and they didn't even make the eight. So who knows? Uh, all right, your premiers out of the. Panthers and, and Roosters. Where are Roosters? Roosters. Mm. Can't win four in a row, can you? Buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs> Buyer beware. Uh, Dalian Player of the Year. Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, I love that. Just a bit of feel good. I think, um, you know, I think everyone... It was one of those few moments where you watch a game of, of footy and a player gets injured and you just feel sad. Yeah. But when, when he got injured, I was at home watching the game and I, I felt bad. Like, I don't know Ryan at all. Like, I've had a... You know, minimal dealings with him, and he's always been good to deal with and really polite and the stuff like that. But he's not a player that I would say I'm close to. And then when he went down, you just felt flat. I felt fat, flat for the rest of that day. So I saw a report the other day that he's going to be good to go for round one. Um, he's back running now. Uh, 
how do they fit Fayolongo into that side yeah. if Pappenhausen is firing again? Well, Nick Meaney was shifted to the centres. Yes. So, and I think he's he's such a good player, Nick Meaney. Underrated. I, I think he's been a great buy for them. So he'll be in the centres. I think Fayolongo will, will start at 14. And then if there's any injury in the back line between Fayolongo and Nick Meaney, they'll shift. So Harry Grant needs to play 80 minutes at Harry, hooker? Yeah, and he should. He needs to play 80 minutes. Like, he's an 80-minute hooker. Um, and he fell away at the back end of last year. But... I think that Falongo can play that 14, like we saw with Pappenhausen when he first came onto the scene um, and, and play that, that similar role that, that Pappenhausen did uh, for the Storm. Just on that 14 role and, and Harry Grant playing 80 minutes, I think it's going to be a really interesting year to see how that hooker position develops because at the speed of the game at the moment and speaking as a Bulldogs fan and watching Reid Marnie last year, he was playing 80 minutes most game, but he was just... Yes, he was, he was making yeah. 50, 60 tackles. By the end of the year, his form dropped away because yeah. of the, the impact on his body. I, I just, I've got this feeling that maybe the 80-minute hooker role is done, particularly seeing what Harry Grant and Ben Hunt do at a representative level. Um, Harry Grant and the Cheese were so effective at Melbourne. Um, even, you know, Mitch Kenny wasn't playing 80 minutes for the Panthers. Uh yeah, Walters it, wasn't playing 80 minutes for the, for the Broncos. Maybe that role has changed. Now. It's just hard because you can't carry a, an out and out hooker on your bench anymore. Yeah, um, because they've got of, to be a utility. They've got to be a genuine. Like say, the well, Bulldogs, good for the Bulldogs. We've, <laughs> we've got 13 utilities at but the you club. Know, like so someone like sweet. Kurt Mann's perfect on the bench, right? Because yep. he can play. He, he can play number nine, but he'll be a 13 and can play anywhere in the back line if needed, right? But to play an out-and-out hooker on on the bench leaves you short now with the concussion rules because you need cover in the outside backs. Um, yeah. So that that's where it gets a little bit tricky. But I think Harry Grant has shown that he can play 80 minutes. All right. So Fayolongo to play 14. 14. As a mix to fix it between him and Nick Meaney um, can float. And if they need a spark or some injection, you know, whether he can sustain that you know, twenty-minute period in the middle of the field. I don't know. He's not. He's not smaller than Ryan Pappenhausen was. We've got a number of clubs now with multiple fullbacks. Has there ever been more quality fullbacks in the game? I mean, you talk about the Titans. They're going to switch Brimson to the centres, so they can allow for Preston Campbell. Uh, sorry, Jaden Campbell, Campbell yeah. to play fullback. But then you're hearing all these reports out of the Titans that uh, Young Keeney mm. is absolutely brainy in preseason, and he's a chance at fullback. They've got three. First grade standard fullbacks. Then you look at Melbourne, Pappenhausen, Fayolongo. Um, even at the Bulldogs, they're tossing up between Taff, Connor Tracy, and Stephen Crichton at fullback. Yeah. There's just a plethora of and them the around at the moment. Yeah, you could have Joey Minor there easily too. You know, if you if, oh, they've if got you, a dozen if, fullbacks. If you really Riley. wanted to, yeah. If you really wanted to, so yeah, it is a, a strong position at the moment in, in the game, but. Yeah, it's interesting to see how all those combinations. Well, AJ Brimson at centre is going to be an interesting one for mine too. Because do you like it? I don't, but they need them both on the field. Really, I think one of them should. I think one of them should be playing six and four and at seven. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, they they seem quite set now though on Tanner Boyd. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So that's what I'd be doing. I'd be having four and at seven running the side, which he can do, and we know that he can. And having, uh, you know, either Brimson, probably Brimson at six. I'd say. I'd say. Yeah. And then a, a two really dynamic ball runners at your one and six. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, all right, finally, your Dallium Coach of the Year prediction. Uh, if Manly finish in the top four, it's got to be Anthony Seabold. Yeah. That would be mine. So if, if, if Manly can, can Previous finish... Previous winner? Well, here's another... That's the other side that, that didn't make the eight last year that I've got in my top eight. So you had Raiders missing out Raiders as well. Raiders missing out. Raiders yeah. Warriors miss. Yeah. Uh, Manly South in. Yeah. 
Um, so I think, yeah, if Manly can fulfil all that talent that I think they've got, and he finishes, and they finish in the top four, Anthony Seabold for Coach of the Year for mine. I can't help but feel that you're making all these Manly predictions because <laughs> we're down here at Manly Beach today and you're just trying to impress well, I the think locals. Go, I think I said at the back end of last year, publicly. That Manly will finish the top four. Four, yeah. All right. A lot of happy faces around here at Manly listening to you say Manly will finish top four. Uh, all right. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers.